Hey, SCF Student Ministries, Devin here bringing you our final week of our Back to the Future series. Uh, We've been talking about this series about traveling between the past and the present and how that can help change the future, right? That's been the focus of our series. Um, I think we've had some good times through this series, right? We've, We've watched... Um, in a youth group, we've seen some movie clips, we've talked about some movies, we've played games to go along this. I think we've had really good conversation at youth group with this. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind reliving some of these cool moments that we've had. And maybe you're not quite as sentimental, I guess, about this series as maybe I am. Um, I'm guessing you probably... Um, I'm guessing you probably have at least a few moments from your past that were so awesome you wouldn't mind reliving them, right? So, I mean, think to yourself, what moment from your past would you want to relive? For some of us, a time machine would be an opportunity to head back to the past and relive one of our favorite moments. But there's more than one way to use a time machine. I mean, some of us might want to use a time machine to change the past and not relive it, right? And we've talked about movies a few times the last few weeks. We've talked about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They use time travel to cause chaos. Doctor Strange discovered time travel while trying to fix his hands. Um, and Doc and Marty used time travel just because they could, really. Um... And there's another clip that we might talk about at youth group, but the it's actually from Harry Potter um, and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, so Hermione began using time travel so she could take extra classes in school, but when an innocent person was in danger, the time turner developed a new purpose. Hermione and Harry had a chance to turn back time to change the future. An innocent person was about to lose their soul, and that was an injustice that neither of them could live with. But they weren't sure what to do or how to help, Dumbledore gives them a hint um, by saying, When in doubt, I find retracing my steps to be a wise place to begin. He also gave them a reminder, You must not be seen, and this had to be a secret. You probably won't ever need to travel through time in order to save someone's life, but as we close this series, here's what I want you to consider. If you could change the future, what would you change? Would you change something that benefited you, or would you focus on the needs of others? Would you meet someone's needs even if you never got the credit? And how might retracing your steps help you on your mission? I love um, the, the hearing good things in the news, right? So the news is almost always a very negative topic. You get sad, upsetting stories about real things that happen in a broken world. Very rarely do we get to see some of the cool things that happen in the news. Um, if you've seen John Krasinski's uh, web show that he has that he's been releasing some episodes I think on YouTube um, where he shares good news stories um, he shared a couple of these that I thought they reminded me of kind of like good Samaritan stories of people that do good things just because they can do good things there's no other reason they're not looking for any credit um, and I'm always so inspired by these stories of people who don't need a reason or a reward in order to give help support rescue or love someone else Maybe these stories are so inspiring because they're rare. It's far more common to see someone selfishly fighting for attention than selflessly fighting for justice. You see this on social media when we make posts and images highlighting how kind, compassionate, selfless, or great we think we are. We see it at school when we pass up our opportunities to love, including or include or stick up for others because it's inconvenient or we think it might hurt our image. Um, or at church when we strive to be seen as more good, godly, wise, or humble than others. And this isn't a new problem. We humans have been obsessed with ourselves and our status and how our own reputations uh, for as long as 
humanity has existed really in jesus time religious people especially struggled with this they even found a way to make prayer all about themselves um if you turn to matthew chapter matthew chapter 6 um we're going to read a couple little question quick parts one one verses one through five it says be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them if you do you will have no reward from your father in heaven So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. And then I skip down to verse 16 through 18. It says, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So you guys know what prayer is, of course, right? We talk about it all the time. We pray all the time at Youth Group. Um, it's how we bring our requests to God. It's how we communicate with God. Um, in case you're unfamiliar, fasting is like a form of prayer, right? Um, when uh, when people are really serious about asking God for something, um, they might fast or abstain from something while they pray. Uh This is sometimes food, but you can fast from plenty of things like technology, video games, caffeine, sugar. Uh, When you you fast, it's like you're saying, hey, God, I'm really serious about this thing, and I need you to listen. Please help me. And you're also reminded whenever you crave one of those other things that you're saying, this is a big deal that I'm giving this up. And you have an urge to say, say you give up video games for a period of time, maybe a week. You fast for a week no video games, whenever you have the urge to do that, that's when you turn your attention to God and it shows you how often that you can turn your attention to God in those situations, right? Uh, Jesus mentions three spiritual disciplines in these passages. He talks about prayer, fasting, and giving to those in need. And all of these disciples are supposed to give you a sense of greater dependence on God, but people were missing all of or misusing them all. They were giving... They were giving, praying, and fasting not to connect with God, but because they wanted attention, they wanted to seem extra spiritual, and they wanted people to be impressed with them. These hypocrites, as Jesus called them, were doing many of the right things, but they had forgotten why they were supposed to do them. And this wasn't the first time in history that it had happened. Let me ask you this. Do you, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but do you have favorite quotes? It could be something motivational or inspiring, or it could just be something that makes you laugh even. Um, Whatever your favorite quotes are, I'm guessing they say something about who you are and what's important to you, and that's why uh, they're your favorites. I mean, one of my favorites I always think of is good, better, best, never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. Um, I remember that for years. It was a Tim Duncan quote that I thought about playing basketball. That's one of my favorites. Uh, When Jesus was on earth, he would often make points by quoting prophets and spiritual leaders of the past. Over the last few weeks, we've seen Jesus quote the prophets Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Amos to let everyone know who he was and what mattered to him. 
But even when Jesus wasn't directly quoting these prophets, his teachings would still have sounded familiar to people who knew what the prophets had written. And hundreds of years before Jesus spoke the words we just read, the prophet Isaiah called God's people out for their selfishness, and they'd been praying and fasting, but God wasn't answering their prayers the way they wanted. Uh, So we're going to flip over to Isaiah 58. Isaiah chapter 58, uh, verses 3 through 9, which reads, Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves, and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting you do as you please, and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife, and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today, and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen, only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear and and then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk. So just like Jesus, Isaiah is angry at the way that God's people were abusing prayer and fasting. In this case, God's people weren't giving to those in need at all. And we are using prayer and fasting as a way to boss God around. They thought if they fasted and prayed in all the right ways, that God would be obligated to give them what they wanted. Isaiah had news for them. They had it all wrong. I mean, they were worse than selfish. According to Isaiah, they were committing injustice and needed to change. Isaiah tells them to stop thinking about themselves for a minute and remember what God had called them to do, which was to stop taking advantage of others, loosen the chains of injustice, set the oppressed free, share what you have, take care of people who are without food, shelter, or clothing, and act justly. When we choose sacrifice and justice rather than selfishness and injustice, Isaiah says God will hear our prayers and will shine like light in the darkness. Do you remember what we said in week one of this series? When Jesus began his ministry on earth, he quoted the same prophet Isaiah to announce his purpose and his mission to set people free. Jesus came to set people free spiritually, but that's not the only kind of freedom that Jesus came for. When Jesus and Isaiah talk about meeting the needs of others, clothing the naked, or feeding the hungry, it's not a metaphor. They mean that literally. When we participate with Jesus on his mission, it's not only about helping people believe in Jesus to find eternal life. It's about meeting their physical needs during this life too. When we become justice seekers, working for the good of others, God can use us to change the future. If you want to join Jesus on his mission, you'll need to remember that the words of Jesus and the prophets, and we also have to remember the way Jesus set you free when you first met him, the way Jesus continues to set you free from the things that you try to hold you captive, and that the mission isn't about you, your reputation, or your ego. The work of justice is the mission of Jesus, and it it isn't easy. It won't get you a fast pass to hero status. It requires a lifetime of perseverance. 
and it can't be done alone. The call to join Jesus on his justice mission is one we take together as God's people. Right now, we're surrounded by people with very real needs, both physically and spiritually. Isaiah and Jesus ask us, what will you do about both of these needs? Will you forget about yourself long enough to remember what the mission really is? And how do we turn back time in order to change the future? How do we do the impossible without a magic time turner? We can do it by remembering the mission. Jesus calls us to remember. If you've ever done a puzzle, right? think about one of the most frustrating things. You finish the whole puzzle and there's that one piece that's left over, right? I mean, when we humans take matters into our own hands, this is how things end up, right? No matter how hard we work at getting it right, we're usually missing something. In Isaiah's day, people devoted themselves to prayer and fasting, but they'd forgotten to think about the needs of others. In Jesus' day, people devoted themselves to prayer and fasting and giving to those in need, but they'd forgotten to put aside their pride. So today, what do you think we might be missing? There are probably a lot of answers to that question, but I think there's only one way to find out. We have to remember Jesus. He's the missing piece in that puzzle. If we don't keep Jesus at the center, we'll lose focus. We'll make it all about us. We'll try to meet people's spiritual needs, but forget about the physical. And the opposite, we'll try to meet people's physical needs, but forget about their spiritual ones. We've been invited to join God on a big mission to help set captives free rebuild what was destroyed, and make wrong things right. But the only way we can stay focused on our mission is to stay focused on the one at the center, and that's Jesus. I mean, as you're sitting here reflecting on this, I want you to invite you to remember who Jesus is to you. Remember what Jesus has done in your life. Remember what we've talked about for the last few weeks. If you don't know what you think about Jesus yet, that's okay. Try praying this simple prayer while we while you sit here and and just meditate on this word, God, what do you want me or what do you want to say to me? Jesus calls us to remember, but remembering isn't just a one-time thing. Remembering who Jesus is, what he has done, and what his mission is should be a daily discipline for us. We need to remember for ourselves because it's easy to lose focus and wander away from Jesus. We need to remember for others because other people still need to find freedom in Jesus and they may, might need our help finding him. We need to remember for the world because there are so many wrong things that have yet to be made right. And if we are going to be a part of God's mission to end injustice, we need Jesus to take us back to the words, stories, and moments that remind us our God is a God of justice. If you've ever feel like you've lost your way, Ask God to take you back to Jesus. Ask to be taken back to the day you first encountered his love for you. If you ever feel like you've lost focus on the mission or you feel like you couldn't possibly keep fighting against injustice, ask God to take you back to the days when you believed it was possible because it still is. Jesus wanted us to remember that God has always been on a mission to make wrong things right to set people free, and to make a way for people to know God. Jesus wants us to join God on that mission, but it starts by remembering what that mission is. Jesus calls us to remember. I hope that sticks with you guys. I hope these last four weeks going through this series on what justice looks like and how we can 
remember and learn from Jesus and learn from the history of the Bible of what this looks like to fight injustice in the world that we live in. I hope this has been helpful. Uh, I appreciate any feedback that you guys ever have. If you have comments, questions, concerns, whatever it is, let me know, and I'll see you next time.